0: What's going on, guys? It's your host, Leonard, and welcome back to the Leon Podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed All-Star Weekend that just went by. You know, I've been keeping track of my sports. Checking out the AAF, man. The AAF's a legitimate league out here. You heard it here first. All right, I really rock with the AAF. For those who don't know, I'm an Orlando Apollo fan. I am a Floridian, so I'm going to move from my Orlando Apollo, Apollo gang all day. But keep in mind, I have also been keeping track of basketball as well. You know, as you guys know, I'm an Orlando Magic fan, and we are currently on a 5 game winning streak, and we traded for potentially our point guard of the future, Markel Fultz, at the deadline. So I'm really excited about the future of Magic basketball. I'm really excited to see them finally make the playoffs. I've made a playoff since 2012, but I think we got a good shot to make it this season. It's getting competitive in the East. But while I was watching All-Star Weekend, I was looking at, you know, we're about good ways into the season. So why not make a video talking about the top five worst basketball teams in the NBA this season? So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into this list. Number five, we have the Atlanta Hawks. Who come in at a record of 19 and 39, and to be honest with you guys, this is just about what I expected. The Atlanta Hawks possibly made one of the dumbest moves I think I've seen in a long time by trading away Luka Donich, who they selected third overall, in order to get Trey Young. The Atlanta Hawks. The reason why I thought it was a bad move at the time is because the Atlanta Hawks have need are in such need of talent, like it's ridiculous. Dennis Schroeder is gone. He's out here in OKC now. And it's like Luka Doncic's versatility was so vital for the Atlanta Hawks. I felt like he could have really fit into the Hawks' offense quite nicely. Really, outside of John Collins, there's nobody worth watching in Atlanta. The Hawks are miserable. Like I said, they, they won 19 games. You know, They're going to have easily a top three pick next year. I'm more than certain of that. And the problem with the Atlanta Hawks is they really just have just a whole bunch of okay guys. I mean, Torian Prince, he's okay, you know. They have a young man, he begins with an H, I can't pronounce his name, Karestus. I think he's on the Hawks. But just, they have absolutely no talent. They have Dwayne Dedman at center. Like, they absolutely have no talent really outside of John Collins. Trey Young is a solid rookie. Don't get me wrong. I think Trey Young is going to be a star, but it's gonna take more than those two. The Hawks will be rebuilding for a while. Don't count on the Hawks to be in the playoff race anytime soon. Next, we go to the Chicago Bulls, who have won 14 games. They're 14-44. And this Chicago's Bulls team honestly is a lot more talented than people give them credit for. They have a good core. They have, you know, Zach Levine. They have Laurie Marketing. They have uh, Carter Jr., they have Wendell Carter Jr. They have pieces to to be a good team. I feel like they are just tanking on purpose in order to get a, a game changer, like maybe a Cam Reddish or maybe an RJ Barrett, somewhere around there. They drafted – they traded for Otto Porter at the trade deadline, and I really think that's going to help their team moving forward. I think they're just missing a point guard. I then to other – keep Levine at the two, draft a point guard. If John Morant is on the board and you guys pick – I say you give it a go because Chris Dunn isn't it. He really isn't. All right, Fred Hoiberg, he's out of there. So it's going to be interesting to see how the Chicago Bulls rebuild. I don't expect them to be in as bad of a position next year. I just honestly think they're taking just to kind of get a high draft pick, kind of someone they can move forward with in the future. The third team on this list, the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cleveland Cavaliers are 12-46. and 46. And this is just like back in 2010. LeBron James left, and the Cleveland Cavaliers season basically went to hell from the jump. They gave Kevin Love an absurd $160 million contract. I don't even know why. I mean, Kevin Love, don't get me wrong, he's a good player, but he's nowhere near the player he used to be. And for them to take such a gamble on a player like Kevin Love, giving him $160 million, to me was just a bonehead move. But it's the Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, I wasn't expecting anything less of them. They do have Colin Sexton, so they do have some pieces to work with. They still have Tristan Thompson for depth, you know, like I believe they still have they still have Jordan Clarkson. They still have pieces to get better. I just don't think the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to do any better. I believe that they're going to be pretty bad for a while. Um they might get Zion, hopefully. I think that's what all Cavs fans are hoping for at this at this point. But, I mean, uh, 12 wins, that's pathetic. Second team on the list, we have the New York Knicks at 11-47. and 47. The New York Knicks, it seems to me that they're really retooling for next season. They went out and got Dennis Smith Jr. They went out and got Wes Matthews, who bought out, who they bought out, by the way. They went out and did that huge deal for Chris Porzingis. I honestly think that... That was great for them. They got DeAndre Jordan. They got Dennis Smith Jr. They got pieces they can build around. I honestly think that with that combination, along with Kevin Knox, along with Mitchell Robinson, I feel like the Knicks will be okay. I feel like whoever they take in the draft, I feel like that will also help them. But getting rid of Porzingis. You know, someone who's a big question mark. Porzingis is a great player, but his injury history... Really leaves a lot to be desired. Is he going? Is he going to be the guy being forward? You never know with these with these injury players. You have them in every sport. You can ask the same thing about Carson Wentz in the NFL. You know, great players, but will they be around long enough for your team to really flourish? And are they really worth that max contract, knowing that injury issue? And for mine issue, Chris Evans Porzingis, he's honestly not. I think him and Luka Doncic are going to do wonderful things in Dallas, but I think New York. Um, for the sake of their future, won this deal, and I feel like they can only go up from here. And before we get to the number one pick, here's a few honorable mentions: the Memphis Grizzlies. All right, they got rid of Marcus all. They're pretty much in a complete rebuild at this point. Mike Conley, expect him to be out the door soon, pretty soon too. The Washington Wizards, John Wall out for season. Bradley Bill, yeah, he's taken off, and they really missed an opportunity to just do a full-on rebuild and train him at the deadline. Bad move, if you ask me. Oh, but getting rid of Otto Porter's contract was a positive, so I'll give them that. The New Orleans Pelicans, the Lakers literally gave you guys a ton of young pieces, a ton of pieces to build around, and multiple first-round picks, and you still said no. Bad move. Anthony Davis is going to leave in the offseason, and now you're pretty much going to leave with less value or nothing. So, good move, Pelicans. No wonder your GM got fired. The Dallas Mavericks. Dallas Mavericks, like I said, they really have a young piece to build around. They have Chris Porzingis. They have Luka Donitz, who's surprised everybody. Obviously, rookie of the year. And to me, it isn't close. They have pieces to work with. I believe that the Dallas Mavericks won't be at the bottom tier in the West for long. Give them a year or two, you'll see them back in the playoff hunt. And now finally, the worst team in the NBA, you guys kind of guessed it, would have to be the 11-48 and 48 Phoenix Suns. You want to talk about a team that's consistent? You're looking at the Phoenix Suns, consistently terrible. The Suns haven't made the playoffs since 2010, all right? The Suns have yet to make a playoff appearance since Steve Nash left. And you're talking about a team that's been in a loop. They've had Goran Dragic. They've had Brandon Knight, Isaiah Thomas, Eric Bledsoe. They've had Marcin Gortat, Marquise Chris. They've had Channing Frye. They've literally had pieces upon pieces to build around, but the Suns can never get into the playoffs. And that's, um, I don't know if it's the West is just too hard or Phoenix just doesn't have the talent. But to me, the Suns have never really been like a, like a super, super bad team until recently. They have Devin Booker, and he's literally doing everything in his power. And it's just much like an Anthony Davis situation. He can't do it alone. You know, Devin Booker is going to leave that team very, very soon. You know, we're getting to that stage in the NBA where people want to win and win now, and the Phoenix Suns offer him little to no chance of that. So Suns fans, you're in for a very, very long ride. One of the longest playoff droughts in the NBA, Phoenix Suns. I don't know what to tell you guys. You guys better start marketing. You better start rallying around. You guys cleared through coaches like nobody's business. You guys cleared through Jeff Hornacek. Cleared through Earl Watson. Literally, I don't know what to tell the Phoenix Suns at this point. It seemed like the damn GM. is. It seemed like the organization has to be run by kids or by a computer or something. Because they just keep making bonehead move after bonehead move. The Phoenix Suns, though, hang in there. All three's got to come to an end eventually. Y'all time is coming. Just wait on it. Anyway, that's my top five list. You guys let me know what you think. Be Feel free to follow me on all my social medias. Always down to talk sports. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And we are